Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Inshallah, if you enjoyed this podcast, then I would like to invite you to become a paid subscriber. When you become a subscriber, you can unlock exclusive podcast episodes just for you. And inshallah, your support will mean that I can continue this service, which I've been providing for free for many years. And inshallah, we really need more Islamic podcasts that discuss the challenges that Muslim women and girls face. So hit the subscribe button today and instantly you will get access to so many more episodes. I will be speaking to Iman. She is a writer um, with website The Coverween Project and the subject today is um, how feminism is affecting young Muslim girls growing up in UK and really any Western country. Um, Asalaamu Alaikum Iman. Wa Alaikum Asalaam. How are you? I'm well, alhamdulillah. How are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. Excellent. Shukrakhair for coming on. Um, could you tell us a little bit about um, what you do with the Coverween project? Yes, of course. Um, so yeah, I'm a I'm I'm an old writer for the Coverween project, but I am planning on writing for them in the future. Um, and the reason why the Coverween project started, um, our general slogan is reviving Islamic discourse amongst um, Muslim women, and I think. Our whole concept is it's by it's by Muslim women, but it's not only for Muslim women, it's just for women and men and just for Islamic discourse in general. Because I think a lot of the time when we um, have organizations or blog posts or videos or podcasts that are run by Muslim women, it always just seems to be sent to them or just women's issues in general. And there's so much more we can offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just based on spirituality, um, identity, the state of all my current affairs. We write about um, nearly everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, alhamdulillah. And, and we'll give the website at the end of the episode and I'll have the link to the website as well. Um, so, um, 
the topic that I wanted to speak to you today was was feminism actually and how the effect on on Muslim women growing up in you know in the UK and I thought because you've been through the education system and you've gone to college mm-hmm. um, um, how would you say well when did you first notice that you were being um, <coughs> like exposed to feminist ideas I think yeah um I would say I was exposed to feminist ideas and just feminism in general around the same time that most people do, which is in college. Um, and if, it, if not in college, it's normally university. But I think the difference between me and a lot of other people is that I specifically sought out um, being exposed to feminist, feminism and feminist ideas. Um, so when I started practicing and then I started to realise, I mean, I, I knew feminism um, was quite a big thing and most people were identifying as feminists anyway but I I already knew um from from my friends and just from things that I've seen online in general that there was a clash between feminism and Islam um but I wanted to understand it myself so I kind of I sought it out by going to workshops and going to talks um about feminism and then after that I used to just watch um watch YouTube debates I don't know if you know um Sister Zara Faris and Abdullah Andalusi and quite a few different um, speakers that take part in debates online. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about fem- feminism and Islam quite a lot. So I just used to kind of follow that online. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And so when you were attending the workshops, how was um, feminism presented to you? It was presented in a very simplistic manner. And I think that's kind of why a lot of people end up identifying as a feminist from a very young age um, because it is very simplified and it's it literally in the first workshop that I went to it was just a, a series of very small questions where everyone puts their hand up um, and everyone can kind of see what everyone else is doing so you do feel a bit pressured and I remember one of the first questions they asked is um, who believes in equal rights for men and women and everyone put their hand up, including me. Um, and then the question afterwards was, who identifies themselves as a feminist? And I'd say probably about 30 to 50% of people put their hand up. And then the question afterwards was, if you put your hand up for the first question, then automatically you're feminist anyway. You just don't realize it. And so what happens is everyone leaves the room and then you've got another whole wave of people saying, oh, I'm a feminist, I just didn't know. Mm. Um, and I think that's mainly how discourse starts around feminism and how people first start identifying as a feminist. It's just, it's just um, a matter of, oh, I didn't know I was a feminist, but I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that, um, like you said, it is very simple the way they present it, that it's a simple, good idea. And to be um, a strong, independent woman, that's a good thing to, you know, uh, have equal mm-hmm. pay that's a good thing to be valued you know as much as a man that is good um and the thing that i have found and this is one thing i'd like i'm um, exploring through the different episodes in season three of a muslim mum podcast is that um we need to think about this a bit more deeper and research the meaning behind these words and what does um if you begin to um you know let, so let's take the idea of um equality like you say that's that's one of the main ideas that they say that men and women should be equal men and women are equal therefore they should have the same roles 
they should have this mm-hmm. they should be able to achieve the same things um now uh why did you feel okay that's not um what i want actually i'm not going to now take that on board wholesale as an idea and live by it yeah i think because when i think as if like i mentioned when i went to the workshop i did put my hand up mm-hmm. um and then i realized that all of my friends and at the time this is when i started taking Islam more seriously and a lot of my friends um were the reason why none of them put their hand up so I remember being in that situation, I put my hand up and I wasn't really aware. I was, and I was thinking, oh, why didn't they put their hand up? And then I just slowly like put my hand back down again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't tell them, I didn't ask them, why, why didn't you put your hand up? I just kind of thought, okay, I'm going to do a bit more reading myself. And then I, I started to realize it, it's all fun and game saying that we want equal rights for men and women. But we all know that women and men are different we're biologically different, we're psychologically different, we think differently. So the only just, the, the most just way of us to be living together and uh, in, just in society, the, the most just way is for our rights to be given to us according to our differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you start looking at things from the lens of, okay, is this, are men doing the exact same thing as women? Are women being given the exact same rights as men? you're going to face roadblocks because even if the most basic thing of just going to your local masjid, what do you see? Mm-hmm. You see, you, uh, where, are the, where, are the, where are the men praying? Are they praying behind the women? No, they're praying in front of the women. Mm-hmm. Who's leading? Who's leading? The, the, who's giving the khutbah? It's the man. Mm-hmm. Who, do you ever see a woman leading the men in salah? Do you see the woman and men praying side to side? So straight away from the get-go, you're already up. You're, you're, you're hitting roadblocks, which is my religion doesn't go hand in hand with the beliefs that I'm holding and the, the ideology and the way that I'm thinking. It's, um, they're contradicting each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and, and that's the, uh, I think, I think feminists, they criticize, it's like they use this to persuade Muslim women that yes, your religion is backward and it is, um, it doesn't give women rights by, by, by pointing out the example that, men lead the why do men lead the prayer why are only men prophets uh why are you know the main um schools of thought the you know mama hanifa imam shafi why is it mainly men that seem to have so much prominence even when it comes to giving the giving knowledge you know and now mm-hmm. the thing the problem with that is that um okay it started off with okay men and so muslim men and women should be have equal roles but like you said, okay, in Islam, Muslim men and women do not have equal roles. So therefore, mm-hmm. there is a problem with Islam. That's a conclusion. Yep. And it can end up actually leading to, unfortunately, you know, um, so when a Muslim starts to question, why are prophets men? You're questioning Allah's judgment. And that is, that mm-hmm. can lead to, you know, to taking yourself out of Islam. So yep. rather than, so for example, okay, rather than going down that path what made you decide <laughs> i'm going to not go down that path of saying oh this is a, their, islam therefore is anti-women and i'm not going to follow it why did you say no i'm going to accept this i think because the way that i alhamdulillah the way that i um first started practicing i was very critical um and i was kind of taught to constantly think for myself and question things which i think unfortunately a lot of people um aren't 
taught to do at the beginning. Um, so yeah, I I was conscious. I was constantly questioning um, Islam and anything else that I was being introduced to. But one um, one other thing that I want to say is that when just the feminist feminist ideology and the way that you think, um, sometimes if you look at it, there's there's actually no winning. Um, and I want to give you an example that I was thinking about the other day, um, which is in the Quran, um, there's um, one verse that says that men are the maintainers of women, mm -hmm. right? Which immediately goes against feminist ideology and immediately you kind of put your hands up in defense. You're saying, oh, why are men, the, why are the, why are men the maintainers? And why, why can't women be the maintainers? Mm. Um, and so you kind of, you're, 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 immediately kind of you put up a defense but if you think about it there's no winning because in in my head when I was thinking about it and I used to watch a few debates and I started thinking about it more it's actually it's it's a massive rahmah from Allah it's a mercy that Allah put the put the responsibility on men and not women because imagine if you if you just look at the example of um for example a newly married couple and the the wife is now pregnant and she has to um uh, she's bearing she's carrying the child for nine months she's unable to work for a long time and then when she gives birth she's, it's unfair for her to have to go straight back to work if the responsibility isn't on the man to provide for the family then what's what's going to happen to the family unit who's going to provide for the children because the woman physically she's not able to work so it's a rahmah and it's a it's a message from Allah that he made our because of our differences and our biological our biological differences he made the responsibilities and the roles between men and women. He he adjusted them accordingly, which is more just. Mm -hmm. So no matter how you look at it, you can you can nitpick on little things like Islam, the little rulings of Islam. But if you turn it around and you think, okay, maybe maybe it's more fair if the responsibilities on the woman to to be the maintainer of a family. Well, it's not really it's not really fair because when when a woman's pregnant. She's carrying the child for nine months, and then she's giving birth, and then she's she's raising the child. Um, she's breastfeeding. She's going through all of these psychological trauma. Um, it's not fair for her to have to work and provide for the family. Mm. So there's no winning. Do you see what I'm saying? There's always you're always going to have a compromise. You're always going to have a clash. Mm -hmm. I know. I think it's. Uh, I think when we, um, uh, whether it, you're a man or a woman, um, we, you know, we didn't choose our gender we were born with so okay we were born women we had no choice in that so now when you start when individuals start saying no it's i need to have my rights as a woman and what inevitably happens and when you read feminist literature and feminine listen to their debates they do end up taking away the rights of men they do end up hating men it you know they say they don't but when you see the reality of what they do it is and um mm -hmm. So, and again, where is the fairness in that? They're saying they want equality, but yeah, um, you you know, and if you think of like, uh, really, this was my next question: that um, when Muslim girls, uh, why do you then think? Okay, you're saying you didn't choose to um, adopt feminism as an idea, you know, and, and and to stop, you know, thinking, okay, as a girl, I'm going to make sure I get, you know, all my rights, whatever, you know, whatever I want. Why did you, why are Muslim girls turning mm -hmm. to feminism in your opinion? Yeah. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, I think that I have a few different reasons that I've kind of come up with from my observations and from, from experiences I've had with old friends and people that I've uh, been in contact with in college and online. Um, I think one of the main things is a, a lot of Muslims, you know, we we're especially in the UK, we're majority either um, from an Asian background or an Arab background, and um, our cultures can often be seen as patriarchal, which I'm not going to disagree with. Um, if you come from a traditional family, um, you'll see the difference between the roles that the woman has and the roles that the men. If you, even if you just think about parenting, the parents are always often they're more they're more lax with the son as opposed to the daughter and the daughter's been held to a high standard as opposed to the son they're more strict on the daughter um just things like this and then and then the relationship um from the mother to between the mother and the father the relationship between the daughter and the father all these different family dynamics and you often see how patriarchal they are mm-hmm. um they 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 have an effect on how um young Muslim women think mm-hmm. the second thing um that I was that I'm I'm certain has an effect on how um on Muslim Muslim women turning to feminism is our own Muslim community and the lack of access that we give to women I think the lack of access that we have to classes the lack of access we have to masajid and having our own space mm-hmm. the lack of enthusiasm and the lack of access we have to learning and studying academically and also islamically um mm. and then also um we have muslim muslim women that maybe are looking they want to become more practicing but also they've been introduced to feminism at the same time and they start to um maybe they're introduced to by other people um islam's position on women um for example uh, some common arguments non-muslims have towards um, Islam are, is the age of Aisha radiallahu anha when she when the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when when he married her mm. um, inheritance rights um, just the rights of women in the Quran the, like I mentioned the verse where it says men are they men are they maintainers of women the concept of mahr the concept of um, needing a wali when you get married or even just traveling without a mahram there's so many things mm. that I guess if you're introduced to without properly understanding Islam or just having the mindset of uh, just women versus men all the time, yes, then it will, it, will, it will lead to you turning to feminism. Yeah, because it's, you're right. Yeah, so all those, there are certain issues that, um, and it's, it's interesting, it's not coincidence that though it's, all those issues are relating to women 
and they um issues that non-muslims will raise a lot like if you go online um that's, yeah. they're the topics that they especially want to talk about to make muslim yeah. um, to muslim women lose confidence that and think yes islam is unfair it's misogynistic yeah. it's it's you know it's backward now and then as you said mm -hmm. now the 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 solution to that is that i think as um mums and you know just as women we need to make sure we're finding out okay so someone has said to us that the um men are you know we, men can just sit around and do nothing and whereas women have to do all the work in the house like that's something they say that men get away with murder at home and women are, are, are tied to the kitchen sink mm -hmm. so then it's about finding out from islamic sources and knowledgeable people what is the correct understanding of that so we can't take mm -hmm. our understanding from non-muslims or even you know muslim feminists like it's interesting that you have people who call themselves um knowledgeable you know like there's what again you can everyone can google this online this lady amina wadud who she says that mm -hmm. yeah leading prayer a woman can <coughs> the salah for man and woman now everyone knows mm -hmm. that that is not allowed that's not permitted you know you've got women who yeah. is the progressive muslim association so many so they're they'll be active online propagating the completely wrong uh incorrect ideas relating to women's issues mm -hmm. in Islam. so we must be careful who we go to you know like there's a website in america called muslim girl like you're like you were saying you were critical and you thought about if anyone's giving me an idea i'm going to analyze it whether it's islam so yes it's important to get our um sources of you know get our knowledge from good islamic sources uh not mm -hmm. from, you know not from non-muslims or muslims who are basically modernists um so okay yeah. so what so, um so you've said that's a, you know i completely agree with you that as far as their issues that are turning you know muslim girls to 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 towards feminism so therefore as a parent then what can a parent do to help their daughter who's confused or who you know they mm -hmm. yeah what can we do as mums i don't think it's a coincidence that a lot of those accusations are to do with women's role in Islam and women, uh, the Islam's um, position on women um, but I think because feminism is it's, it's at large now and most people um, identify themselves as, as the feminists what's happened is um, when, when we're turning for people to respond to these accusations and we're looking for answers unfortunately a lot of the people that are giving us answers who are people of knowledge are men Mm -hmm. which then by default because they're men they're rejected because that's kind of how fem feminism works i see which is uh, why, why are you talking about women because you're a man so you mm -hmm. we don't want you to say anything so now as muslim women we're in and especially being a young muslim woman who doesn't who's a, a bit naive you don't know much about islam you can't necessarily justify um or explain um certain things in a in Islam that come across as being um, misogynistic you're in a really hard position because you have feminists that are coming at you saying oh your religion says this and this and this and then you say oh but this scholar said this and this scholar explains this and then they say oh no but they're men so mm -hmm. we're not going to accept what they're saying so we're as a Muslim woman we're in this constant cycle of having accusations come at us and then not being able to answer the accusations because the only people of knowledge that we have and I'm not saying this and I've, I've wrote some I'm not saying we don't have 
women people uh, we have we don't have muslim women who are people of knowledge but a lot of the time it, it is mostly men who are on the forefront and we have more more men scholars than women scholars yeah. um and they're not being accepted and they're 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 already being shunned from the get-go mm-hmm. so we're in this constant cycle of being rejected um not being able to explain ourselves and then i think just sometimes it's too much and the answer is okay I, I, maybe you're right yeah and maybe there is a problem with maybe there is a problem with islam and its position of women and maybe i should be a feminist Mm. I know it is uh, it is a hard debate to have and it's a hard you actually have to sit down and research and read and think to yeah. uh, to, to and sift through the arguments to then come to a clear understanding and that does take time and and one of the reasons I'm doing the podcast is to is because I've been doing that you I'm getting you you've done that the other guests that I'm getting on so we can give that to our the listeners and mm-hmm. help them to explain yeah. to their daughters to help them yeah. even understand it themselves yeah but I guess in long term, so I think, yeah, go ahead. So I think um, if if you're a parent or just someone in position of authority, or just as us as Muslim women that understand our religion, and that's not to say in an arrogant way, just in yes. a realistic way, we understand our, what Islam expects of us, and we understand our criterion, which is is Allah permitting this, or is Allah not, is Allah pleased with me, or is Allah not it's a responsibility on us, the onus is on us to pave the way for Muslim women and pave the way and invest in the future of Muslim women so that we don't have these problems. So it's kind of, we kind of need to break the cycle, hmm. which I think is a, a very important realization that we need to have. And it's not just, if you're, if, your daughter, if you're worried about your daughter or your son or your niece or anyone who's becoming a feminist or they're holding feminist ideas, there's a responsibility on you as well as changing them or um, teaching them what Islam says. There's a part that you need to do because they're stuck in this cycle and it's very hard for them to get out of it, especially when they're not in the position where you are at. Mm, yeah. And I think in, in long term as well, as, um, as, you know, as parents, we should encourage, if our children want to choose a career in which they will become an alima you know, to do Islamic studies, we should encourage that. We shouldn't see that as a bad thing, that it's not going to make them any money. Mm, of course, yeah. Because as you said, we need to go, women need to go to classes run by women. Uh, again, this isn't a, now this yeah. can sound a bit like we're feminists now, but we're not. We're saying that it's just purely women want to learn from women. And even the fact that like, we don't have- No, a, of course, yeah. You know, Alhamdulillah, it's brilliant that we have male scholars and we need them. But um, we do need to have as well, female scholars and female alimas so yeah we can learn our deen and um so and we can pass it on to our children because um yeah because you know something interesting Hmm. yeah carry on no no carry on you carry on um something interesting that a lot of people don't know and this is something that i discovered recently um when we look at our islamic history um maybe from the just um just from just reading books or studying you're you're often just used to hearing the familiar um islamic scholars that are, are all male and you just assume that okay we haven't had many muslim scholars and uh, muslim women scholars uh, in the past but actually you know what we've had thousands and many of us don't know so recently i was reading a book called um if the oceans were ink mm-hmm. um by carla power and she's she's talking about the she's 
studying under and learning from Sheikh Akram Nadwi, who's quite a well-known Islamic scholar who's from India. And something that he's famous for is a book that he recently published, which is Muhaddisat, um, so this the female Islamic scholars. And in the book that Carla Power wrote, he wrote about the journey that he went through when he decided, when he made the conscious decision to, okay, you know what, I'm going to um, do a lot of, um, I'm going to go through a lot of um, Islamic books and history, and I'm going to research and find out about these Muslim scholars that we've had that we didn't know about. And he expected his book to be maybe like 10 to 15 pages. But as he was doing the research, he realized that actually there were more than 9,000 female mm. Islamic scholars that people didn't know about. So also it's, it's on us to know our history and know where we come from and know the, how many giants we had mm. that we can learn from. We're just not aware of them. Because yeah. he said a lot of the time, that, so a lot of the time these, these um, female scholars, they, they didn't want to be in the limelight or they were known by their kunyas, so they were known by the daughter of this person or um, the daughter of so-and-so. So they weren't known for their actual names and so they're, it's very hard to track them. Mm-hmm. But when we have access to things, now, now we're learning about things like this, we need to be proud of our history and proud that it's Islam champions. It, it is a champion for, Muslim, for, for Muslim, um, women's rights and we have a lot of history. We, had, we have thousands, more than 9,000 female scholars in Islam, but we're just not aware of it. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's really yeah, that's really interesting to know that. So Jazakallah Khair Iman for, for coming on. Inshallah, if people want to read some of your articles, where can they find your work? Um so yeah, if you have a look at the Qaraween project, which is um if I just spell it for you, um the Q A R A W I Y Y I N. So if you go on the Qaraweenproject.com Mm-hmm. Um, inshallah you'll be able to see some old articles that I wrote and hopefully inshallah I plan on doing some future writing for them and also not even my writing but a lot of the sisters that I know mm-hmm. are very active and they're very learned and they, they um, keep up with current affairs and the um, societal issues we go through and it's, it's very inspiring for parents and just young girls alike to have a read for okay wonderful um, so inshallah um, hopefully we'll speak again soon Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum Inshallah, if you enjoyed this podcast, then I would like to invite you to become a paid subscriber. When you become a subscriber, you can unlock exclusive podcast episodes just for you. And inshallah, your support will mean that I can continue this service, which I've been providing for free for many years. And inshallah, we really need more Islamic podcasts that discuss the challenges that Muslim women and girls face. So hit the subscribe button today and instantly you will get access to so many more episodes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.